Happy Friday, Shark Nation. We have a big show today with a lot of playoff updates and where all of our fall sports teams sit within their own regions and how those standings affect our playoff berths here in the near future. But before we get into that, let's hear about our Jersey Mike's Athletes of the Week. Our male athlete of the week is Patrick Carr. Patrick is a senior on the swim team and qualified for the state meet and participate in that state championship this past Friday. Patrick was our highest finishing male athlete with a 17th place in the 50 freestyle and a 15th place in the 100-yard freestyle. He was also involved in two other relays. Patrick also has an incredible 5.2 GPA. Congratulations to Patrick Carr. Our female athlete of the week is Shelby Gorley. Shelby is also a senior on our girls' swim team, and Shelby placed third in the 100-yard breaststroke and fifth in the 200-yard individual medley. She was also part of the second-place 200 freestyle relay and third place in the 200 medley relay. Shelby will leave May River as a former state champion and one of the more decorated swimmers in school history. She also has a 4.9 GPA. Congratulations, Shelby, on Athlete of the Week and a phenomenal career. All right, playoff updates. Speaking of the swim teams, our boys and girls swim team competed at the 4A state championship this past weekend. The boys were represented by four swimmers, Patrick Carr, who is our Athlete of the Week, Ryan Mooney, Christopher Fewers, and Keith Wivag. Those four all had solid swims and led to a 21st place finish in the state. Congratulations, boys. The girls were very well represented, again, with Shelby Gurley, Addison Gurley, Lily Bostwick, Stella Pelger, Mia Yemek, Hannah Yemek, Olivia Court, and Christina Gluck. Individually, Hannah Yemek placed fourth in the 100-yard fly, Mia Yemek finished fifth in the 100-yard backstroke, and Shelby Gurley was third in the 100-yard breaststroke. The girls' 200-yard medley relay was made up of Shelby, Mia, Lily, and Hannah, and they finished third. And the highest-placed event for the Sharks came in the 200-yard freestyle relay that was made up of Shelby, Lily, Stella, and Hannah, which was your state runner-up. Overall, the girls, with only nine, nine swimmers at the meet, placed in a very impressive fourth place overall in 4A state. Congratulations to our girls, fourth Fourth place, that's a really good showing. Like I said, they had nine girls. Um, some other teams like Eastside had over 40 girls. So those nine girls really ha- had a big swim on Friday and contributed to a fourth-place finish. So congratulations to our swim teams as their season has now concluded. Girls tennis, they defeated Colleton County this past week, so that sets setting up a win and get-in situation against Bluffton. Um, The match will be this Monday at Bluffton High School. If the Sharks do defeat the Bobcats, they will be in the state tournament as a four seed. Okay, so a big match with Bluffton coming up on Monday. Girls tennis looking to get in the playoffs as a four seed. Boys and girls cross country. They're still a couple weekends away from their region championship. That championship will qualify teams and individuals into the state qualifier the following week. The region championship will be held at Bluffton High School. It will be starting at 9.30 a.m. Again, that is two weekends away from this weekend. Girls Golf won their sixth region title this past weekend at Palmetto Hall Golf Club. The Sharks defeated Hilton Head by 17 strokes and the rest of the region very comfortably. Sophomore Claire Claire Green was your individual champion and all-region performer. Robin Zetrauer and Ava Cunningham also grabbed all-region honors as well. 
The girls will travel this Monday to Trace's Golf Course, I believe hosted by West Florence, for the lower state qualifier. So congratulations and good luck, girls. Boys volleyball, they ended their inaugural season just short of the playoffs, or will end the season just short of the playoffs, but will travel Bluffton to Bluffton this Monday for their final match. I want to say a great job this season, boys, getting our volleyball, our boys volleyball program underway at May River and look forward to your continued improvement. Girls volleyball, like we said last podcast, the girls defeated Hilton Head for the first time in, in school history, and they did it in straight sets. So right now, with the tiebreaker situation, they are currently in third place in the region. The Sharks close with Bluffton at Bluffton this Monday, and Hilton Head closes with first place James Island on Monday. For the Sharks to grab that three seed, May River will need to defeat Bluffton, and Hilton Head will have to lose to James Island. Either way, the Sharks will be in the playoffs either as a three seed or a four seed. We'll keep you up to date on that. Competition cheer. Our competition cheer team will be competing in their first competition here in a couple weeks. So we'll keep you up to date on that and how they um, do, you know, compete moving forward, qualifying towards the state um, championship here in about a month. So good luck to our competition cheer team. Football. Our varsity football team currently sits in a tie for second place in the region. Kind of a log jam in our region. Currently, James Island is 2-0 in the driver's seat and first place in the region. Four other teams are 1-1. Um, that's May River, Bluffton, Hilton Head, and Lucy Beckham sit at 1-1, um, and, and Colleton County is 0-2. The Sharks travel to Colleton County tonight, um, kick off at 7.30. So good luck to uh, May River, and congratulations on all of our athletic teams in the playoffs, um, whether completed or getting ready to compete. That said, we will hear from a word from our sponsor and be back with College Pick'em. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business. LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. It is college pick'em time. Coach Whitmore and Coach Powell in the studio with us. We got ten games. Good slate of football games this Saturday at every, at every level too. Noon, three thirty, and then night games. Um, something to watch all day Saturday. Good college football Saturday. Um, we're going to start with who wants to start today? Who's going to start? Powell or Powell or Whitmore? I mean, I'm winning. Oh, Powell is winning. Well, two games so winning, on the year. That's winners huge first. Mark. Um, Winners we don't, Whitmore doesn't talk about that when I'm up, but um, I know, but we don't talk about it on the radio. You don't like you ever bring that up until I had to ask. Powell's winning. Powell's winning by two games. We're, we're, we're going to announce it. Powell's up two games this year, and we're going to start with Alabama minus seven and a half at Tennessee. Coach Powell, you can start it since you are winning. You know, um, I'll try to keep mine short here because I'm sure Whitmore's got a huge story about Tennessee and all this or whatever. Um, but what a huge game. Um, a team that, you know, has literally crawled itself out of the dumps the last couple of years, and that's Tennessee. I remember a couple of years ago, you know, where a lot of mighty have fallen. Uh, game day's been at Tennessee twice this year. Tennessee is rolling. Tennessee can score points. They have a quarterback. This is as good as any in the country, talking about a Heisman, hopeful. I think he's the front runner if you had to vote right now. Um, but I think the most important thing, I think, is Tennessee's defense. Um, Alabama had, had struggled a couple of games, and then once they thought Arkansas had them, they beat them by 30 late in the game. 
Um, you know, I guess the big deal is whether uh, Alabama's quarterback is back. Alabama has the ability to score. Um, seven and I, that hook is a lot for me here because I think Tennessee at home, they're going to be excited. It's going to be a rowdy crowd. Um, you know, a little bit nervous because, you know, just watching Alabama, their last play last week to win the game versus Texas A&M and to hear Nick Saban talk about how they defended that one play was as impressive as you would see in terms of he had everything covered. The man is a genius. Seven and a half, again, Alabama's probably going to win. I don't think they win by the extra hook, so I'm going to have to go balls. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Saban's a, a, a genius, but he does not know Josh Heupel like he knows Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Apparently, had a big, you know, I do know him. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know him. Yeah, they know they know a lot about each other. Correct. Um, apparently, no. Um, Josh Heupel's done a, a phenomenal job uh, at Tennessee, and as you talked about, Powell, he used to kind of make fun of their football program. They were dunking footballs in a trash can a couple of years ago, <laughs> things like that. And certainly, they not only have have come really far, but have the attention of the entire nation. Um, Tennessee is really good. Alabama obviously is kind of the standard when you talk about championship football. So this will be a really fun one. I'm excited. I'm going to be up uh, with my family up in the Charleston area watching it with uh, our our uh, resident uh, statistician <laughs> and uh, scorekeeper for us, uh, my father-in-law, Bruce. Looking forward to watching the game with, with him and, and the family. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you talked about Hendon Hooker. He is playing as well or better than any quarterback in the country. Um, and every quarterback kind of needs that Heisman moment. Well, here it is, bud. Go get it. Um, you know, I, I think schematically Tennessee is a little different than, than some of the teams that Alabama has faced. Um, I, I really think it's fun to watch Tennessee and their ability to kind of create space uh, with their formations and how wide the wide receiver splits are and things like that. Will Bama be able to hold up in space like that? I don't know. It'll, it'll be fun. Um can, can Tennessee hold up against Alabama's newly found kind of run game? That's one thing about Bryce uh, being out is, is that, you know, Alabama's had to rely on the run game a little bit. Um, I just think the atmosphere is going to be electric. I really hope the balls show up. And I'm going to say not only does Tennessee uh, cover, Tennessee is going to win the game and they will be in the playoffs this year. That is my prediction. All right, so this game really comes down if, if Young plays or not. So the update, as of last night, he, Bryce Young did practice some, it sounds like. Uh, this is from Twitter, Coach Saban talking. Um, it's just going to come down to, you know, how bad does it hurt on Saturday when he tries to go. I think if Bryce Young goes, I think Alabama blows him out. Every single time we talk about Alabama, someone could trip them up, and this is a, you know, kind of those red star or red flag type of game for Bama. They just hammer somebody. Obviously, everyone's got this circle. They're talking about how Tennessee can win. Alabama has heard that. If Bryce Young plays, I think Alabama covers. Um, I, I'm going to go with Alabama in the cover regardless, but I'm just – obviously, Young doesn't play. That changes everything, but I'm taking Alabama in seven and a half. All right, Penn State at Michigan. Noon game. It's going to be a maze out up there in Ann Arbor. What do they call it, Ann Arbor? Coach Whitmore, are we allowed to say that? Can't say that. Oh, uh, can't say that on Sharp Radio. All right, fair enough. You go west till you smell it, and north till you step in it. Yeah, there's a name for Ann Arbor, but we'll leave her alone. She's a fine young lady. <laughs> All right, what more? What you got? She's got a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I'll tell you what. I, as a kid, um, finally, well, first of all, finally, Michigan's going to play somebody. I, I guess. And maybe, as a, maybe. Yeah, as a kid, you know, obviously, I've always been an Ohio State fan, and 
this was before Penn State had joined the Big Ten. I always kind of had some respect for for Penn State. And I'll tell you, man, the last, I don't know, four or five years, they have really rubbed me the wrong way. And they're not far behind Michigan on my list as far as teams I despise. Um, they, they think that they're elite. They think that they should be up in the conversation. But you you got to beat these teams. You have to win these games if you're James Franklin and you want to talk about being elite. You got to beat the big boys, and they don't do it. And it's frustrating for you know as a as a fan just of the conference and college football to, to hear them talk the way they talk. They get good recruits. It is a good atmosphere up in there at, at, at Penn State and those games at Michigan. But I just don't think that they've turned the corner. Um, as far as the skunk weasels go, they think they're they're really good this year. That I will guarantee you, they have not played a defense like Penn State's. Um, Penn State's got a, a veteran quarterback. I'm going to say the Nittany Lions come up a little short, but cover within the number. Well, a good point there, uh, Coach Whitmore. All good things, and obviously a little history there, and all that type stuff. Um, two Big Ten teams. I think you know these are probably the second and third best teams in this conference. I think it's very clear that Ohio State is by far the best. Um, you know, as I looked at Penn State, you know, uh, man, you know, maybe who they play, they're both undefeated, but both of them have played very similar schedules in terms of quality of opponent. Uh, Penn State, Penn State hasn't played anybody with a pulse since they beat Purdue in Week One, and what a game they probably should have lost. I know you, they played the Ohio Bobcats. That's Coach Whitmore's team, um, and they beat Auburn very, very bad. But Auburn's bad. Um, the the one it, it kind of, and maybe they were looking forward to this game. Therefore, they only beat you know the Northwestern team that we thought was good, and they have only won one game. That's the only the team that we thought they were bad. Well coached. Um, but so, but uh, Michigan hasn't played anybody. Their you know their pass defense is supposed to be very good. Michigan's. Um, you know, and, and Penn State's isn't great, but Michigan, I don't think, throws the ball particularly well. Uh, I think Penn State gets the cover. I think Michigan's going to win. Yep. I think they're a better team, but I don't think they're going to win by seven. Maybe by four. Four will be yeah. good. Yeah, out. I think both teams are overrated by about 10 to 15 slots. Just, you know, I think it's more in the 20 range. Um, the <laughs> last three games have been within a touchdown. Okay, yeah. Both very close. The three games before that have been at or blowouts one way or the other. Um, I think this is a close game. Um, I think the Penn State blowout of Auburn, yes, Auburn's not good, is probably the best win of the group, though. Um, Michigan has struggled with Maryland, who I think is just okay, and Indiana, who's not okay. It took them almost you know, three and a half quarters to pull away from those two teams. Penn State's better than those two teams, I believe. I'm definitely taking Penn State and the seven here. All right, Oklahoma State at TCU. Undefeated matchup. Undefeated, right? Both teams undefeated, is that right? Okay, TCU minus three and a half. Horn Frogs, pal. What do you like? Oh boy, here we go. You talking about Heisman? There is my boy, Mr. Sanders, quarterback for Oklahoma State. I've called this four years ago. This is his last opportunity. All right. I broke the clocks wrong twice. So therefore, if he happens to win, we will go back to right twice. Sorry. We're gonna go back four years. We're gonna find that clip. It's gonna be, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be famous. Yeah. Because I called this 40 years ago and nobody else in the country knew who it was. Therefore, he is rolling. It actually is two quarterback, really good quarterback matchups. You look at statistics, they're they're actually very similar in both quarterbacks. Um, they can both throw the ball. Um, TCU, 
their defense has struggled mightily against a backup quarterback against Kansas last week. A little bit concerning to me. Um, if you look at strength of schedule, I think they're very similar in terms of the team, teams that they played. Um, maybe Oklahoma State's played a little bit better team, so they played Baylor, who I think Baylor's maybe better than Kansas. Oklahoma, we find that more and more about Oklahoma, they're not very good right now. They beat Texas Tech by 10. Um, TCU, I think Oklahoma State is actually better. I guess they're getting the – TCU's giving the points because they're at home. Um, there again, it's just weird that you got to – a 18 versus a 13 team. A 13 team is favored by three and a half. You know what I mean? It always never makes a whole lot of sense to me. TCU is excited. They're good. The hook is going to be helpful here, so I'm going to go OK State. Yeah. <coughs> your, your boy, he's, he's playing well. Um, you know, he needs – you talk about Heisman moments. I'm not sure that TCU provides that type of uh, – top. Top 15, bud. Yeah, but, but – 5-0? Okay. And, and, and I get it. And, and TCU is good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But let's look at this. We talked about their win over SMU, okay? And, and I talked about last week, big win for them. SMU played well. SMU has not won a game since before they played uh, TCU. Oklahoma was a huge win. Oklahoma's terrible, okay? Kansas, quarterback was out. Kansas almost came back and beat them, you know. And TCU won a game, and I still think Kansas is pretty good. But you talked about that Baylor game. That Baylor win on the road at Baylor, okay, for Oklahoma State was a, a, a signature win. I think Baylor's decent. I don't think they're great. Um, they're probably, I think right here it says they're ranked 16th. I don't know if that's still current, but they're probably they're three in. They're 3-3 three now. They lost to BYU and West Virginia also. Baylor did? Yeah. They okay. just got beat by West Virginia last night. Oh, did West Virginia come back and win? Huh? Yeah, 43-40. Yeah. Nice. Block extra point, return yeah. for a touch. Well, West Virginia is legit. I told you guys that. They're, that's that's <laughs> my, yep. my team. They're awesome. Five hundred. Yeah. So, anyways, but I still think that's a better better win than, than anybody at Oklahoma or uh, <clears throat> TCU has. Going <coughs> Oklahoma State with Powell's boy at quarterback. Let's go. They get the dub on the road. I'm taking Oklahoma State two in the points. Think they're a better team. All right, UNC Tobacco Road Showdown minus seven at the Dukies. Coach Whitmore, what do you like? UNC Duke. This would be cool if uh, Jerry Stackhouse, Christian Leitner, and Grant Hill and some of those guys were playing, Rasheed Wallace, but instead of playing, yeah, too. forget that guy. <laughs> he was before my time. Yeah. I didn't watch him play. Very true. I didn't watch him play in college. Or <laughs> he won the national title the same year I was born. Um, Julius Peppers, dual sport. Dual sport. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny you talk about that because I think the better athletes are in Chapel Hill this year. North Carolina's playing a little better, I think. They're scoring points say. like crazy. Um, Duke's. You know, they're, they're, eh, I think this, and, and it's not like there's a huge uh, home field advantage here. It's eight miles down the road or whatever it is. And, and uh, you know, I think Duke Stadium is about the same size as ours here at Bay River High School. So I'm going to go with the Tar Heels. Big. Yeah. I think my favorite basketball player during that era was Vince Carter. Oh, yeah, it's a good oh, one. God, man. It's what? What a man. He invented the dunk. You know what I mean? You remember the first one to put his elbow in the rim yeah. and all that. And Other people dunk people. <laughs> I know, but I think he invented the actual – like, he made the dunk contest. No, that's fake news. All right. He, Dom he, Domin he, he, he did do that. There, Dominique, Dominique and Michael really started right. the, the battles. But, yes, he did – He was However, a very good dunker. the people at this school currently, they're not even going to know who those two people are. So, no, that's, arrows that's their fault. But they're, yeah, you're 100% correct. Um, who'd you take one more here? 
Tar-Heels. Tar-Heels. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, Duke, you know, they got a couple wins early. They thought they were beating Northwestern. We're like, okay, they're good. Northwestern, terrible. North Carolina A&T, terrible. not good. They lost to Kansas, which, okay, played them close. Then they beat Virginia. Okay, well, Virginia's not good. All right, but then they roll in and they lose to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that makes me think not good. Um, while North Carolina, you know, they, they beat Miami. They beat a terrible Virginia Tech team. They lost a, you know, not it will look not as close as it seemed. Uh, Notre Dame uh, lost. You know what I mean? I think Notre Dame was significantly better than them. They beat Georgia State, who's won two in a row. They beat App State. Like, North Carolina can score points. I don't think North Duke is nearly explosive. I'm going to have to go with my Tar Heels here. I think they're wearing some all that, that, that silver helmet, which I think is really, really cool. Good, good, exciting uniforms they got. In three years, they're going to have the best receiving core in the country at North Carolina. If those two young kids stay, they're going to be uh, their top five. I'm telling you right now. And they got a fresh quarterback. They're legit. All right, I'm going to take North Carolina, kind of wear on Duke. Duke's going to play that shell cover, too, that Mike Elko likes to do. They're a good (coughs) defensive mind. Um, Duke just doesn't have the players. Um, I like North Carolina minus seven. All right, North Carolina State, another tobacco road team, right? No, they're in Rowland. They're going to be waiting. North Carolina State at the Cuse. The Cuse, three-and-a-half-point favorites. North Carolina State, is their quarterback good? Are they playing? I don't know. Do we know? He was in a sling last week. Coach Powell, you're up. Uh, North Carolina State, I've said it since day one, they're a solid football team. They are not explosive. (laughs) They are not explosive. Um, So they have to be perfect for a lot of plays in a row. Quarterbacks out. They, you know, they they actually got a win last week while being down and kind of battle back against Florida State with the backup kid in. Um, Florida State threw a horrible corner route. The corner was standing there. It was a bad throw. Florida State should have actually won the game, um, but they didn't because of the errant interception. All they do was kick a field goal to win it. They did not. We're not able to do that because uh, they threw a horrible pass. I don't know how good that made NC State. I've never sold on Syracuse. Syracuse is, you know. I guess they had a really quality win against Purdue. Uh, I think Purdue is not terrible. I think Purdue is a team that ended the year will be in the top 25. <clears throat> They're going to probably win eight games-ish. Um, they're a, a formidable opponent. NC State, they beat tennis, uh, Texas Tech, which is a good opponent. Um, man, it, this one's a really tough one for me. i got to think NC State has the better athletes. The uncertainty at quarterback makes me a little bit nervous. Syracuse has got that transfer quarterback who's doing very well. Um, at home. I'm going to go orange here. Ooh. The point five is going to cost me, though. I have a feeling. <laughs> you read my notes, didn't you? All right. You think I can see that? Probably. I'm blind. <clears throat> no. I, so, I, I do have to apologize this week for not having a lot of information on some of these games. It's I've awesome. Been, I've been uh, reading to succeed and, you know, making sure that the state of South Carolina says that I'm qualified to continue uh Educating the youth of America. You made so, that awesome decision, yeah. by the way. So I've been been hammering away on that, and apparently this recertification class is like a grad school class. So this spent a lot of time. I did, however, find time to look up some information on this game. Shockingly, this is okay. the one you picked. I, I started in the middle. Okay. Did you know that since Syracuse joined the ACC in 2013, okay, <coughs> this is the first time that they have played a ranked conference opponent as a ranked team. Okay? That doesn't actually shock me. Yeah. So Syracuse is ranked. They're hosting a ranked opponent that has a 13-2 record against them. 
Choke City coming, right? Okay. Next week is Choke City. How you talked about way back in the early season that you thought that late October was going to be a battle of the unbeatens for Clemson, right? Because you thought Louisville might be undefeated. Well, they're going to get that battle of unbeatens, but it's going to be against Syracuse next week. I'm taking the Qs this week. Like it. Yeah, North Carolina State's playing it close to the vest, very close to the vest, not letting them know what their quarterback saying he's day-to-day, but then also saying he could be up to six weeks. Um, so I'm going to guess he's not playing, and I'm going to take Syracuse as well at home. All right, LSU at Florida. Florida minus two and a half in the swamp. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? Yeah, LSU stinks. Uh, Florida's up and down, but two wins in a row, I think, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, Tennessee just absolutely embarrassed LSU last week in Baton State Rouge. Death Valley. Yeah, uh, o'clock start was pretty important. Coach Mason yeah. alluded to that. Yeah, I don't see a, a scenario though where LSU can score enough to keep up. Um, they're limited on scholarship players, I think, this year, and and I think that really shows when they play these bigger in conference teams. I got Florida by a touchdown or more. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, Florida at home. I still yeah. I still go down and saying I think Billy Napier in ten or fifteen years is going to be regarded as one of the best five best college football coaches active in the country. I really think he's good. He's got a well-oiled machine. He knows how it should look. He's seen the best. He knows what's going on. He can always get <clears> players <throat> in Florida. I'm going to go have to go Florida Gators here. Yeah, I still think LSU is about a 6-6 six and six, uh, football team. They're 4-2 and two right now. They're getting into, you know, the meat and the heart of their schedule, obviously showing against the balls last week. I'm going to take Florida and Swamp minus 2.5 as well. All right, out west, USC, the real USC, Southern <coughs> California. Traveling to Utah in the Mad Utes after getting beat up last week. Utah minus three and a half. Coach Powell, what do you like? This line is a little confusing to me as well. Uh, I don't. I mean, you could argue that Utah could win. I understand that, but I don't see how they're a three and a half point favorite. I understand they they play tough and they're stingy, but USC can score, and Utah doesn't always do very well against that. You know, um, the last week against LSU team, that I mean UCLA team is not physical. They it just got downright manhandled. It was a little bit concerning to me. And and USC beat the absolute fool out of uh, Washington State, which I get. It's not a great team. But I think USC keeps rolling. They're excited out there. On the road is going to be hard, but I think the Trojans win by seven or more. Man, yeah. This one's kind of like a speed versus power, you know, uh, good versus evil, uh, arrogance versus toughness. You know, call it what you will. I'm going to call it the game we've been waiting for in the Pac-10, 12, whatever it is now. Um, but un- unfortunately, Utah this year, they, they haven't been very tough or physical. Okay, I watched that game a little bit last week against UCLA. UCLA, who we kind of weren't sure how physical and tough they were, they absolutely dominated them, and they out-toughed them. Those guys are running the football, and they were looking for people to hit. Okay. UCLA just pushed them around. Uh, gosh, I don't know how Utah recovers from that. I don't see how they match up with the athletes that USC has. I'm going to say USC not only covers, but wins the game. I This game will not be close one way or the other, I, I think. I think Utah is going to play mad, upset, and that physicality is either going to show and they're going to roll them or it's not going to show in USC's athletes 
are going to hammer them on the outside and the edge, and we're going to we're going to find out that Utah may be not as tough as they were yeah. the last couple of years. I think we're going to know a lot about both of them after this week. Um, I just don't know which way to go. I guess I'll take more of the athletic team and the better quarterback, so I'll take the Trojans getting points. Um, but I don't think this game will be close. I think one team or the other will will win comfortably, 14 or more. But I'm going to take the Trojans. All right, Old Dominion at Coastal. Up in the Myrtle Beach. Haven't had – the shot, to, the shot to clears on here lately, boys. The I mean, the, the darlings of the podcast. We've been calling their success way before the rest of the country. Coastal minus 12 and a half. Remember, ODU beat Virginia Tech this year, gentlemen. Coach Whitmore, what do you like? Virginia Tech is horrible. Um, and they can't score. And Coastal can't. So I'm going to say, Coastal, welcome back to college football, baby. Let's welcome go. back to the podcast on the teal turf. The Chanticleer, Chanticleers, however you want to say it. It's been so long, I can't even remember how to say it. <laughs> Coastal rolls, baby. Woo! Man, I don't even know what to say. because Fired I, up after I, that one. What is concerning to me is Coastal only has one win by more than 12 points. All right? They get two this week. Yep, makes sense. Um, Old Dominion's defense is absolutely horrible. Um uh, they're giving up 450 <laughs> yards a game, 260 to the air, 189 on the ground. Coastal is a balanced offense, has the ability to do both. While Coastal's offense is not – defense is not great. That's been their downfall this year where they struggle. Their defense can't get off the field. Uh, Old Dominion is only averaging 71 yards rushing a game. Therefore, they're going to pack the box, make them throw the ball. I am going to go Coastal Carolina rolling in. Nobody rolls into Coastal Carolina except who? T. Dyer. Tom Dyer. Tom Dyer, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going back to the old rule of thumb. Thumb, you never go against Coastal at Shark Radio. So I'm taking Coastal minus 12 and a half in Myrtle Beach. All right, Stanford at Notre Dame. Notre Dame minus 17. Big line here. All right, Coach Powell, what do you like? Stanford's not good. Not good. Yep. They do run an offense that can give you problems. Um, I watched them the whole game against Southern Cal earlier in the year. They came back late. Southern Cal was absolutely beating the fool out of them. Notre Dame is going the right direction. I've got Notre Dame. Yeah, I think the Irish are starting to figure things out a little bit, getting a little more comfortable with everything. They've looked good lately, um, running the ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Irish at home. Stanford's not very good. Yeah, they're not. The last few few years, I think the average win margin for Notre Dame has been uh, 24. Um, but this isn't the same Notre Dame team. Stanford's not good. I get it. But – I need some more consistency from the Irish before I pick them with that line. So I'm going to take the Cardinal. The tree, plus 17. <laughs> All right, last one. Clemson minus only three and a half in Tallahassee. Very concerning to me. The chop, Very baby, the chop. What is oh, going on? Oh, oh, oh. Coach Whitmore, what do you got? Coach Whitmore. All right, go ahead, sir. You figured that Pal Stradamus over here would know whose turn it is. You know, you make all these predictions about who's going to be the best receiver in the country. And <laughs> ten years, this guy's going to be the head coach. Coaches don't stay anywhere ten years. So I didn't say he had to be at Florida, but as long as he's winning, he's going to be at Florida. But that's the coach of the country in ten years. Well, mark this podcast down. Mark it down. Mark it down. October 14th. Well, 1226. Let's go. Yeah. We're cutting clips. Can we get the clip where he said Ohio State is clearly the best today? We'll get that one, too. In that conference. Oh. That conference is definitely not the best. That's the third to fourth best conference in college football. Oh, SEC. Pac-12. Pac-12, I would put ahead of Big Ten right away. ACC, Big Ten, pretty close. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, back to this JV football game that we're 
finishing with here. Uh, something has to be up, though. I mean, Florida State's lost two in a row. The teams that Clemson beat, okay? And I know it's at Florida State, but each week I kind of think I'm getting a little bit higher on the Tigers. Um, I cer- certainly think they win here. You said earlier this week Clemson is legit. Yeah. I remember you saying that. that is. So not getting just higher. You think they are legit is I what didn't you say said. it on the radio, though. I think but you just admitted that you said that. Yeah. So, therefore, you did. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. I think they certainly win and cover the number here. Go Tigers. Florida State, uh, not nearly as good as we thought they were early. Um, you know, we big it went LSU. I was in favor. They finally got it turned around. Then they showed their reared their ugly head to go back to what FSU has been the last 10 years. Um, not very good. All right. So, I'm going to have to go Tigers to get the cover. Tigers win by seven or more. Our quarterback continues to get better week in and week out. Defense is getting better. Our secondary is getting healthier. Florida State's in trouble, boys. That's the chop that's going to be happening in Tallahassee, boys. Pre-game. The, the, the chop. Pre-game. That's going to be happening in Tallahassee. Let me mute it because that is right. It's not going to be very often. I'm taking the Tigers, too. <laughs> Let's go. Minus three and a half. What's more annoying, the chop or Clemson spelling their entire name out each time they play their song? Seems like a winner to me. I don't know. The chop, chop. We have established that University of South Carolina is the most annoying, right? I think we established entrance, that yesterday. The entrance? entrance. It's not annoying. It's just not that impressive. But they say it's the best in the country. <laughs> and they're waving the towels chicken. in the air. The chicken. Yeah. Yep. And then all the towels are left the on the ground. There's nobody in the stadium after halftime. It's like, come on, man. Pal, we, we got a few minutes. Sharks sharks traveling up the, up the interstate to Colleton County tonight. What do we got to do defensively? Um, got to be tough. We got to win. Very tough. We got to win in the trenches. We, we win in the trenches the next few weeks. I think the Sharks will win out. We got we got to play tough. You know, Collinson County's run two types of offense. Had a player hurt uh, recently, so we're not 100 percent sure what we're going to get from them. Um, they have a lot of athletes in Collinson County. Um, if, if if they can keep it close early, they're gonna they're gonna be tough. They got a lot of athletes. They still have pride in Collinson County. Um, so it, we got to win up front. We got to stop them and get them in long yard situations. Then be in the right spots. Hopefully, create a little bit of turnovers, but you know uh, the, the, the score sometimes are deceiving for the for Collinsville County. It's Collinsville County um, is a tough physical football team. They can keep the ball from you. We got to be able to get the ball, stop them, and force them to punt. Yeah, a lot of good-looking kids. They got a lot of athletes. Best part about traveling to Collinsville, they got Dukes right down the road, gentlemen. Yep. I'll be at Dukes before the game. I'll be driving the bus. Yep, Coach Powell, MVP tonight. All right. Anyway, have a good weekend. We'll see you next week, and go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.